Welcome everybody to Con. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do this thing. Welcome everybody to Con Culture Podcast. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, it's working. It's working. Yeah, we're just gonna ignore the past uh, yeah. six minutes. Uh, Trey, yeah. exaggerate much? It's been less than six minutes, not by far, but it's been less than six minutes. So, uh, welcome to the show, guys. We got some fun stuff to talk about. Not as long a show without Gigi. Hopefully, all of the viewers watching can hear us correctly now. Um, we're still live. Stream is should be playing. There it is. Okay, yeah, it is. Wait. Great. <laughs> I was checking. If you want to know what my Terminator eye is, I'm locked in. I'm <laughs> locked in for this week's episode, y'all. I'm locked in. Um, yeah. It's, it really likes your it left really eyeball. It really does. Like, my right one doesn't exist. Can you track it now? Can you? Are you tracking me? <laughs> I'm playing with the autofocus function on the camera. But yes, we got a lot oh. to talk about. Moon Knight finale tonight. We have con news. Some friends of ours, lovely guests were announced for a con. So we'll talk about that. A certain movie came out, Marvel release. Don't know if you've heard about it. We'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll talk about it without talking about it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And um, some other small startup star film released a new trailer for their show. So we're going to be talking about all that and some, and I, and I actually went to a little festival promoting an upcoming con in San Antonio. So let's get into the show guys. And for, Trey, how have you been this week? You excited for the show, man? I'm very excited. A lot of, it's been a great nerd. Oh, week. It, it, hasn't it? it? It kind of started slow yeah. last week. We were like, what the hell are we going to talk about on the show? Like, we had some stuff happen last mm -hmm. week, but nothing that really had staying power or substance. And then, bam, this week, the nerd floodgates open. May the fourth be with you. It was yesterday, today, Revenge of the Fifth. Also, Cinco de Mayo. So, Revenge of the Cinco. Yep, Revenge of the Cinco. I had a great one for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but I can't remember what I said earlier, and now the joke is gone, and if I have to explain it, it's no longer Dang. funny, so. You can, you can cut it in. I'll put, I'll put it in Should post. I do the fake laugh yes, now? fake laugh. Joke. <laughs> Punchline. <laughs> yep. So funny. That was, yep. You are a hilarious one. I, I, I try. I try. I do what I can. I do what I can, you know? Got to keep the people entertained. Good thing you didn't forget no, that joke. No, I would never forget a joke. I am not the type to forget things. <laughs> That's a lie. I forget everything. I forgot what our first topic was. I literally have cue cards here just to remember. <laughs> so we're going to go into the show, guys. Starting off with con news, we have... Two new guest announcements from a lovely con down on the beach. Corpus Christi Comic Con has announced two guests. And they happen to be great friends of Trey and I. Um, first one, Paradox Cosplay was announced, I believe, yesterday or two days ago. She will be a guest cosplayer at Corpus Christi Comic Con. So I think we've kind of got our mind made up on which one we're going to choose. I know if you heard last week's episode, we were torn between Comic Palooza and Corpus. It's tough. It is tough. Both great shows. I've been to both. But you got to 
You gotta go where the cosplay fam yes. is. You gotta support the cosplay fam. And today there was another announcement of another friend who is also a cosplay guest. Ali B Cosplay is also going to be a guest in Corpus. So two great friends of we ours. Sealed the deal. And yeah, yeah. As soon as Alicia was announced, I was like, "That's it. We're going." I, I we picked our show because two of our friends are guest cosplayers there. So we have to be there to support. Have to be there to show love. Corpus is already a great con with a great owner. Um, so I'm excited for the show. We will be. I guess this is our official announcement. I know. I, if I have to say, though, full power, you can't decide either. Comic Palooza is great if you want to flex your amazing armor builds that you do. Your Warhammer cosplays, the builds that you do are insane. And you would definitely get more eyeballs at Comic Palooza. Like, that's a huge event. Yeah. No Tens doubt. of thousands of people. They haven't announced too many guests, so I'm worried about that. It's different from years past. Even with COVID, though, it was a huge, great event. I think you'd have a lot of fun there. However, if you want to have a really fun experience with cosplayers, great vendors, cool kick-ass beach shoots, you can't beat Corpus Christi Comic Con. It is so fun. I have been there. That's where I did my Maui cosplay with uh, my wife. My beautiful wife did Ariel. Uh, my lovely friend Lindsay did Moana. Right down there. So, Yeah, actually, the cosplays are... Yeah, there you go. Right down there on the picture you can see me as maui my lovely wife as ariel we have no pictures of Lindsay's moana we got it we got to put that i in know there. no we will we'll update, update it we'll update it with uh Lindsay's moana yeah we got too much art on <laughs> here too much, right? he's, he's yeah. the he's the yeah. financial backing of the show so we're obligated to put at least three to four photos of my brother yeah. and everyone because if you see he's in all the celeb pictures that's because he bankrolled every single celebrity picture I've pretty much ever taken, with the exception of Ben Affleck and like uh, Ray Fisher. I think we're the only two. But yes, uh, Corpus Christi Comic Con is where we will be uh, definitely showing love to our cosplay peeps. If you are there, we would love to see you there. Uh, can't wait. It'll be before Celebrity Fan Fest's new superhero car show. So it'll it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be... We're definitely going to be at Corpus. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just rambling about it because it's super exciting. We're excited. Speaking oh, yeah. of the superhero car show. I've never been. Yes, you nor Gigi have ever been. Mm-hmm. So if, if she excited. decides to join us, y'all will be popping your Corpus Christi Comic Con cherries. And it's great. It's the beach. Like, what's not to love? And there, I found a great I ice cream Corpus. spot the last time I was in Padre. Oh. oh. Really? It's really the only reason I'm going is the ice cream. I will be there. Um, the Scoopies. <gasps> you better not. Trey. I had to what, give a shout out. What theory were you talking about the other day that you were excited about the possibility of it being in Doctor Strange? This isn't a spoiler. Trey hasn't seen Doctor Strange. But what what if character were you talking about the suit? Well, when they released the latest yes. trailer of Doctor Strange, see. we got to see yes. the shield for not not Captain America's mm-hmm. shield. This is a very distinct British yes. flag. And the only British captain I know. The only one I, I acknowledge. Love, exactly, I acknowledge. <laughs> is Captain Carter. Is 
Captain Kirk. Yes. And in the What If series, which if you haven't seen it and you plan on going to see Doctor Strange, I highly recommend it. it. A lot of it, yeah, you need some What If and WandaVision backstory in your life to really, really get. You're going to get the movie regardless, but you'll really appreciate it if you've seen those series. And so my favorite thing about What Mm -hmm. If, and especially the episode where we get to see the debut of Captain Mm -hmm. Carter, is Steve obviously doesn't get the super soldier serum, and he becomes the Hydra Stomper. Yep, and guess what? Which was a great concept, because it was like, it looks just like the Hulkbuster, but like if Howard Stark had made it, which who's exactly who made it. And I got you all the way there to say this. Full Power Creations is building a Hydra Stomper cosplay. <laughs> exactly, and that's what he's thinking of debuting either yes. at Comic Palooza or go to Comic Palooza. Yeah, if you're gonna do something big like yeah. that, it'll definitely get seen there. He's only thirty percent of the way done with the build. A bunch of Captain Carter. Oh there. yeah, you'll get some good Captain Carter cosplays. I honestly think you'll get some at Corpus too, though. Yeah. Ooh, oh yeah, ooh, they'll be all ooh. over the con floors. Here's a plot twist: in ooh. Corpus, you have a naval ship. And you have some military sites. This is true. You have some military sites. This is if true. If you take your Hydra Stomper, would fit right in with the World War II era displays they have. So yeah, these are points. These are points you were making. It's all just a lot harder than it was when you started to make the decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't make it any easier. <laughs> but the superhero car show has made some announcements, not guest announcements. But they are announcing that they are talking to a multitude of celebrities working on some big, big deals. And Bobbo in Bob We Trust says he's confident that this could be the biggest show they've ever put on. The biggest show they've ever put on. Nothing less. The the man always tries to top himself. He's insane. He delivers every, yeah, he tops himself every year. It's just amazing guest after amazing guest after amazing guest. I'm always in shock when he pulls these celebs, these A-listers, which San Antonio deserves. It's like you're surprised, but then you're not. Exactly. That's a good way to put it, Trey. Like, we knew Bob could do it. If anybody could do it, Bob could. But still, it's like, what? You got him? Like, unfortunately, last year, COVID happened, or we would have had Obi-Wan himself. Like, oh, don't worry, guys. And Owen Wilson. Yes, and Owen Wilson. We had so many A-listers lined up for summer, but unfortunately, the virus ruined it. But don't worry, guys. They're planning a big show. They plan to have announcements out in the next few weeks. Leading up to the show, there's still plenty of time. So, yeah, we're excited for those cons and the news that has come with them. Uh, Mochi Fest was somewhere... I was at this past weekend at Trader's Village. Uh, Mochi Fest was a little outdoor event that they put on to promote YumiCon. It's their Road to YumiCon event. Uh, it was great. They had some amazing cosplayers. Never expect anything less from an anime convention. Amazing cosplayers. And they had dance performances on the main stage, of course. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Imagine... Uh, K-pop and anime intros with choreographed dance moves. These kids were killing it on stage. Oh, Yeah, man. they were going all out, and they were synchronized dance routines. It was really, really cool. There was some great artists. There was one piece of art that I think I saw in Houston also, but it's a samurai moon knight, and it's glass Ooh. art. 
70 bucks, 70 or $80. I was like, I need to buy that. I need to buy that. So I'm saving my pennies. If I see that at a convention, it's going with me. I do not care. That is going to be my purchase. I've been thinking about it since last Saturday. I can't get it out of my head. I want to order it online. It's so amazing. They have a Samurai Deadpool, a Samurai Wolverine. They have so many cool Samurai variants of characters. A Samurai Mandalorian. It's so sick. That's like a whole. That's a whole league of cosplays, just samurai versions oh, of the yeah. characters, which I've seen so many of, and they're just incredible. Speaking of which, random night mage fangirl moment. He did a spawn. He did a samurai spawn. At yes, the he was did. At, and it was so oh good. Oh my gosh, so good. That man, I swear. Mm. Yes, he's a he's a walking thirst league. trap without trying. One hundred percent. But yeah, that's that's the con news we have for everybody. Those are the uh, we will officially be going to Corpus Christi Comic Con um, instead of Comic Palooza. We have made up our mind. We're going to be there to support our friends. We hope to see everybody there as well. Um, but like we said, today is the fifth of May, which is also Cinco de Mayo. Ole! And it's an amazing week for nerds because we had the Obi-Wan trailer debut, which Trey is going to strangle me for, but I haven't seen it. He sent it to me. I was supposed to watch it before the show, but I was oh. busy fighting with the camera and the microphone, getting our new, my new setup set up so that you can see me in HD and not all pixelated and like... It's a Terminator eye. Now I got a Terminator eye the entire podcast because I don't know how to turn off autofocus on my camera. <sighs> Amateur hour, ladies Man. and gentlemen. Amateur hour. Um, <laughs> but but go ahead. Tell me about the trailer, Trey. That just means I'm going to shut up. I don't know. And you get to talk for once. You get to tell me what your thoughts uh, were on the trailer. You don't have to describe it. You don't have to tell me. I don't want to spoil I'm fine. it. I want nope. you to see go it. Ahead. Without... Go ahead. Talk oh. about it. I want to I want to experience it through your enthusiasm. What did you like about the trailer? So, it's it's one they release it on May the 4th, which is Star Wars Day. So, you're already feeling the Star Wars spirit. You're feeling the force and they drop this trailer on you after giving you the great one about a month ago where we get to see young Luke and you know the um the Jedi hunters and it looks like it's going to be a great show. And you see this one and it just tops itself even more. And you, you get the feels already for this show with these characters that you know and love for all these all these movies. And all I can say is like it feels like Obi Wan is back, and now it's not the Obi Wan you know and love. This is this Obi Wan that is in exile and is obviously going through the emotions of the actions that have happened in Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. So. My gauge, it's maybe about, I can't remember, they released it, I think it's about five, like six, seven years since that movie's happened. And obviously, you know, Obi-Wan is watching over Luke the whole time. And we all know Luke is with his Uncle Owen. And they have an interaction in the marketplace. And he's like, you know, when the time comes, he must be trained. And he goes, like, you trained his father. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know about me, but like, there's this video that kept going out. It was like emotional damage, like right <laughs> after that part. Cause it's true. Cause it's like, that was his brother. That was his best yeah. friend. He trained him. And it's like, 
you kind of got to give props to Uncle Owen. It's like, I'm not going to let you train this kid. Look what happened to his father. He's now this big, bad guy in the yeah. galaxy. And we got another taste of that. It was just little bits and pieces, but we got, we finally got some hints at Darth Vader. And you can tell these Jedi hunters like know how powerful he is and how badly he wants to find Obi-Wan, which is why he's on the run. And... Juan, you gotta I watch will. it. I will definitely. Well, gotta watch I'm gonna it. be all over the series. Don't don't get it twisted. Yeah, oh, I will yeah. be watching the series when it airs. I just hadn't had time to watch the trailer because when they released it, I'm hyped. I was at an early screening uh, for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which we are going to talk about without talking about it. It was released today on Cinco de Mayo, so it kind of fits in our theme of amazing things that happen on Cinco de Mayo. So you have this amazing movie that the only thing I'll say it's for the first time you get to see that the series have payoffs now. Cuz we've been watching these Disney Plus series and you can tell this just from the trailer, you're seeing things that you saw in the What If series, in the WandaVision series. So now you get an extra little nugget of payoff for being an invested fan watching those shows, you get a richer experience because now it's bleeding across your small screen and big screen um but it's a great movie uh, we will wait until next week two weeks from now to give our full spoiler review of what we thought trey will have seen it by then so plenty of time for everyone yes seen plenty it. <laughs> of time for everyone to have seen it so we will be giving our review and our thoughts on dr strange and the multiverse of madness i haven't i having seen it will say you're going to love the movie. It's going to be a great experience. But did you expect anything other than that from Marvel? Um, right. One Marvel thing we can talk about, though, Trey, that happened on May the 4th, the finale of Moon Knight, my dude. Before we go into it, oh. forgive me, if we didn't go what, over this what? before. No, sorry, no, no, sorry. please keep me on what, track. What do you need to have seen besides, you, know, you said payoffs, but what shows exactly do you need to have seen and movies have you need to have seen before Watching I Doctor would Strange. highly recommend. Obviously, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Spider-Man: No Way Home. WandaVision. Mm -hmm. The original Doctor Strange. Right. And the What If series on Disney Plus. Those four gotcha. will give you just a richer experience. They're not necessary watching. You don't have to see them, or you're going to be completely lost. Uh, although WandaVision's a maybe. Like, if you haven't seen WandaVision, you might be a little lost as to why and what's going on there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I would venture to say, yeah, watch WandaVision before you watch this movie. If you haven't, you're, you're going to be a little lost. So that, that's the only one I'd say you need to watch. The rest just give you a richer experience. Little Easter eggs, little things that you're like, oh, I saw that, and now it's there kind of thing like the captain carter we said in the trailer we yeah, get our first look at captain permanent. carter in the what if series we get her origin story so which was goosebumps oh so many goosebumps but i was simping oh, so hard man. so mm. i'm not so like I think it's, i'm not ready to see live action captain carter i'm if not ready you thought you were ready i'm here to tell you you are not having seen <sighs> having Lord. having seen captain carter live action you are not ready for it. Woo! Okay, I need to come back down from that. I need to come back down from that. 
Uh, but yeah, we we can talk. Like I said, we can talk about um, Marvel and the Moon Knight finale that took place. Yes. The speaking of emotional damage. <laughs> oh <laughs> this Lord! Series episode five. Oh. We'll go from episode five because it's been a gap. Yes. Watch yeah. Doctor Strange one. Captain Carter. Yes. Krista's in the comments. She knows what I'm talking about. We already had no spoilers, no, Krista. She's good. She's no, good. You had your doctor's no. appointment. Oh yeah, she got her fill from the doctor. We, her and I, were blowing each other up in chat after, and we were chatting about it. Our favorite stuff that happened in it, and I, I'm so happy she loved it. I'm happy for everybody who goes to see it and walks out with the biggest smile. I've seen so many reactionary TikToks like, "This is me going to watch Doctor Strange," and then it's like, "This is me after watching Doctor Strange." It's like, oh, you're, you're changed. Yeah, it's, it's you're a different person very now. Very much so like Spider-Man in that when we finished watching that movie, we had to process what we just saw. Like it was like a, that just happened. Like there was that level, but to me, the biggest movie that's ever like really just like I had to like just stop was not only Infinity War, but in game. said, don't expose me like that, bruh. <laughs> it was a doctor's plan. Yeah, I'm not it lying. totally was. Just with. Dr. Stephen yeah. Strange. Who is formerly a surgeon, so you're in the clear. Nobody yeah. knows. <laughs> it was a doctor's appointment. It damn sure was. It was for me, too. I left work early. I didn't even hide mine. I left last, yeah. yesterday. I think I'm getting sick. Like I might have to go yeah, see the doctor you might tomorrow. have to, Trey. Get a little tummy bug. Not going to make it. Yeah, uh, I'm not like feeling great. Day, oh, maybe. Yeah. What time's the yeah. matinee pricing start? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, not feeling so good. Moon Knight was the fix. Oh. Uh, episode five, though. Trey and I can speak about this personally. The amount of tears him and I cried could probably flood the city. I was yeah. in almost inconsolable watching Moon Knight episode five. It was hard going to sleep after oh. that. Like, just I wasn't oof. right for a day. I, after the show ended, yeah. I came upstairs and cried in the bathroom. I was in yeah. tears. Um, for those who don't know and are watching, I lost my mother when I was 19 years old. It was sudden. It was quick. Literally, she had a cold. She was gone. It was big. I So, in episode five... Stephen Grant, which is one of the alters of Mark Spector, who's always talking to his mom on the phone. It's kind of his big character. Yeah. Thing. Latest Gators. Gators, always talking to his mom, loves his mother. Finally kind of gets the realization that his mother died. And she's gone. Like she is. What a terrible show before Mother's right, Day. Right you before know? Mother's Day. Right before Mother's Day. It rips your heart out. Happy Mother's Day, except to yeah, midnight. It stomps on it, and, <laughs> and the character just has to face all these tragic emotional truths that it were hidden from themselves, like the death of his brother that he feels guilty for, and his mother blaming and abusing him, and then his mother dying. Even with all the abuse, you love your mother. You love your mother. Oh, She's yeah. your mother. And so that trauma just added an extra thick layer. And I love there's a TikTok that uh, said they need to put trigger warnings on these damn shows. The way Marvel's bringing the heat. <laughs> and she, the girl said, they do. It's at the beginning of the show. It's at every in every Marvel show. 
in the beginning, they put a trigger warning. She's like, what are you talking about? And then they just play the clip of the Marvel intro. The Because <laughs> all of Phase 4 has been emotional yeah. damage yeah. from WandaVision yeah. to Loki. Loki got done dirty in the since, finale. Ever since it began. Yes. We've been hurting since Every, game. All of Phase just... 4 is one big like trigger warning for trauma. It <sighs> was, yes, I ugly sobbed so bad, Krista. I was... Like it was funny because I was watching it with my son and um, his girlfriend Jocelyn, and she looks over and she's like, "It's that moment, yeah, that just phone, his whole." You could tell like he's certain of himself. Yeah, she's like, "You're and not then dead. the moment he knows, like he's be, he's making a joke of of him. He sees the phone. She's like, "My mom's dead." Just totally yeah, changes. His whole expression yeah. changes. And he has to he has to keep saying it just to just to make it more even more real. It's like she's yeah. dead. And. You feel so bad for him. And I was crying my eyes out. She looks over and then she goes back to champ and she's like, he's like, he's crying. And my, my son knows why I'm crying. So he's like, yeah, he lost his mom. Like this is, and he's in tears too. Cause my son loved my mother. Love, love, love. And only got to experience her for almost two years before she passed. Um, so yeah, we're both like, <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's almost snotty. Like it was ugly. I'm glad no one saw me cry because it's not a pretty cry. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, Oscar Isaac portrayed all that pain beautifully. Yes, Krista, 100%. Me and Trey were talking about this. Why is my recording stopped? Ah, no oh, worries. Lord. I can fix it. I can, I can fix me. I just got to press record again, I think. But yeah. Um, Probably. Tell him about Oscar Isaac's performance while I do that, Trey. You can you can cover me while I fix the input. It's it's. I mean, I've always been. I've been always. I'm sorry. I like. I had to pause for me because I wanted to choose my words carefully. Because I've always respected his acting style. Almost every character he's played, like he's just been nail right on the head. But then to take a character like that, that's like characters within characters playing the same person or, or sharing the same mm-hmm. body, like it's he's killed it. And you truly believe like Steven and Mark are two different people. Yeah. And, and they are. And then, of course, the introduction of this third personality, which has been hinted at the whole time. And even then, he plays Jake perfectly. 100%. Um we don't get Jake till the very end because we get hints of him throughout right. the show. And I, like I was telling you, anytime you see actors play opposite of each other, but they're themselves, like uh, when, when you see you know, Will Smith talking to the other Will Smith or any scene where there's two characters who are played by the same actor, it always looks kind of yeah. cheesy. There's an element of like, this isn't real. You can only do so many over-the-shoulder shots. Exactly. The over-the-shoulder shots are done to death in those scenes. And with the modern innovations that we have in technology now, we can render that person, like both of them, we can render them both fully, but it's still on the actor to perform as if the other individual is still there. So you're doing essentially two monologues and he to play off yourself (laughs) and and he nailed it he 100 percent nailed it like oh i fixed me but i gotta fix me on the little box here to get me (laughs) 
come out right. All right, all right. Let me fill me in here, guys. There we go. I think I fixed me. But but I've been wondering when do you, when did they shoot Moon Knight? What do you mean? It was during the pandemic. Yes, it was during the pandemic. What I'm trying to remember was it like later 2020, 2021. It was since it was I think it was early 2021 where they were shooting principal okay. photography for this. Um, gotcha. So so the reason mm-hmm. I ask there's a song that Oscar Isaac wrote on the Tonight Show with Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon. It's called the Hippopotamus song. And it makes me wonder if he just came up with that song out of the blue or if it was after you know Shooting yeah. Night. yeah, especially with the last episode. Um, yeah. But no, uh, I'm sorry, back to the performance. Like, this was the first time where I, the, the lines were blurred. I was watching two actors. I was watching Stephen Grant and Mark Spector having disputes, having heartfelt moments. All of this was happening. I didn't see... Morning, each other. I didn't see, like, two CG renderings or two different renderings of a single... Act. They seemed like two different actors portraying their characters just perfectly. with the facial yes. expressions like down to the resting face like marx's marx's serious resting face and you're just like you know just lit up wide-eyed bushy yes. tail and he did say that he loves playing stephen grant that he's such a fun character to play because he's so bright and optimistic and i bet even mr knight too like it's even more so it's like stephen grant on on oh, steroids so sharp and just so so amazing um but yeah the the performance was phenomenal oscar isaac every time he needed to do an emotional scene he killed it uh, a jovial scene he killed it a, an a angry aggressive like you believed him as an action star too he can do no wrong he can do no wrong um he murdered it but may may in the season finale the actress may who plays, uh, damn, her name's escaping me. How's it escaping me? Uh, and this happened to me earlier, Trey. I brain farted on his wife's name. Krista, you're going to have to help me. Uh, uh, no, I'm looking it up because I'm brain farting just as hard. Bruh. It is Layla. Layla, yes. So May, how do we not May know that? Because I remember her name. I remember the actress's name, yeah. just like Oscar right. Isaac. Uh, so May plays the character That's of fair. Layla, who is married to Mark Spector. Didn't know about Stephen Grant, and don't nobody know about Jake yet. So, mm-hmm. but she was phenomenal. Mark has warned her about these deities, so she's not trustworthy of them. But in this finale, she kind of has to rely on the gods and she has to go one step further not just rely on the gods but she actually has to become uh she has to allow herself to become an avatar first she's tempted yeah, yeah first she's Kanshu. tempted by Kanshu, which look. mark warned her about like hey he's gonna want you to be his next mm-hmm. avatar and she said no straight up turned him down she's like why am i gonna yeah, do that times. why why am i gonna allow you to make me that like you made his life miserable. Like, I'm not no signing way. up for that. I'm, I'm like, I'm not signing up for that. But um, the cool thing 
And they've been hinting at it since the beginning of the series, calling her My Little Scarab. Because in the comics, this reveal was a little different. It's a male in the comics, but Layla ends up accepting um, the goddess's proposal to be an avatar, and she becomes the Scarlet Scarab. So this is a hero that they pulled straight from the comics, one of the few Egyptian heroes in, in the Marvel Universe, because Marvel's really good about creating heroes for all nationalities, all races. There's indigenous, there's African, there's, there's uh, Middle Eastern, there's Asian, there's uh, Pacific Islander heroes. They just haven't made their way onto the small screen or big screen. So this is an adaptation of the male character that plays a Scarlet, Scarlet Scarab. And her costume was phenomenal. It was so just awesome everything about her was it's falcon vibes yes falcon vibes but its own thing at the same time totally its own thing and the point that when i was chatting with krista what she wanted uh me to point out when layla becomes Tawet's avatar and she's kicking ass all over the place there's this young little egyptian girl that sees her and straight up asks are you an Egyptian superhero? Are you an Egyptian superhero? I, that was a beautiful moment. It was, it was amazing. It was impactful. People will be like, oh, it's one of those cheesy women empowerment. Like, eh, shut the fuck up. Take a seat over there. You've had you've your had, moments. Exactly. You've Millions had every reveal ever. Millions of movies. You've, I can't over explain how important it is. Representation is so important. First of all, for me, Seeing Oscar Isaac as a Hispanic on screen portraying Moon Knight, speaking Spanish as Jake, like it, it's so cool seeing ourselves in these roles. The same thing with Ghost Rider. When I saw Ghost Rider and Agents of Shield, Robbie Reyes, a Hispanic on screen kicking ass, off. I was over the moon. I was over the moon, and I can only imagine for young Egyptians. Having a hero to call their own is awesome. It's awesome. It, same thing with the Eternals. Having an Indian superhero. A deaf superhero. Yes, a deaf superhero. Like, it's, it's all out there. And Marvel, if you don't like it, Marvel's been doing this since day one, since the pages. Look at why they mm -hmm. invented the X-Men. Look at why Stan Lee created Black Panther. Why he created Luke Cage. Like... I'm sorry, if you don't like politics in your comics, Tough Titties, don't be a Marvel fan. Because there is no escaping. He said, I always wanted Marvel to reflect the world that is outside your window. So we will get those issues. We will face all of that in these movies. You're going to have those contexts in it. Krista says that movement was so, that moment was so beautiful and so, so significant for little girls everywhere. It really was. And people talked about the end game scene where all the female characters kind of line up together some were like oh it's cheesy it's over the top that was so no. forced no i saw a tiktok no. of a little girl watching that scene for the first time and she's losing her shit trey yeah she of is course. losing Who wouldn't? her shit. i was losing yes, my shit I, as a fanboy was all over it but She's like, yes, girls get it done. Like she was so excited jumping up and down. Like that means something for them. Oh, yeah. That's representation that they didn't have before. You were either the girl in the fridge or the damsel in distress or the princess. 
But now you can be a badass. You can be anything you want. And Disney's doing a great job of just evolving these characters and giving them depth and more to do. And you don't just have to be a princess. You can be a Mm -hmm. superhero. Layla wasn't in need of saving. Layla did the saving in this show. Yeah. So Moon Knight, phenomenal show. Can't rant enough about this show. Like, I could go on for hours about it. Um, what were your final thoughts, though, Trey? Like, what do you rate the show? I hope there's more. I hope we get more. On that note, oh, on God. that note. Out of all the other Marvel shows? Yeah, out of all the other Marvel shows, rate it, and then I'll tell you the bad news. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, go ahead. And, let's just get the bad okay, news Okay, so of Oscar Isaac, they asked, season two, what's going on? We need more Moon Knight. And he said, unfortunately... There are no plans for Moon Knight 2 right now. There's nothing in the pipeline. Right now. There's nothing in the pipeline. He hasn't received any calls. Same thing with May. Yeah. She said, I am not aware of anything happening with the season two. We have no confirmation of anything. And Oscar Isaac went one step further and said, we kind of wrote it to be a one and done. Like we wanted to put everything we could put into this series and tell his complete story. That's true. How are you going to do that with that cliffhanger? Easily. Easily build a seven. You can easily build a season two just off the Jake Longley. Jake yes. Lockley. Like, like what happened? Where was he that whole season? Like, just go back to those moments and just show Jake. Yep. Not only that, the reason that, and this is a great point that I saw earlier, the reason their hearts balanced is because the conflict was never between Jake and them. It was between Mark and Steven. That's where the conflict was. Yeah, they were always fighting over the body. That's why their hearts didn't balance until they accepted each other and their hearts balanced. Jake didn't throw a wrench in the plan because neither of them know Jake exists. So they could balance out and still not know. And Conchu released Steven and Mark from the deal. He did what he promised. He did what he promised. But Jake didn't want to be released, and he knew that. He's a sneaky god. He's a sneaky god. As a father of three girls, that scene made, that scene made me emotional. We need to see Jake's oh. story 100%. We need to see Jake's story and the conflict. The cool thing is there's so much more comic story to explore because Jake, the conflict between the personalities hasn't been told the way it has on the page, and it's amazing, and it, like... They start tearing each other's lives apart through their habits, and it kind of bleeds in. So it, I, I I can blab on for hours about Moon Knight, but it's my son said it's his favorite He's show. Such a cool character. I think it's my favorite series that Marvel's done so far. I think it's Oof. number one. Scarlet Witch would be Scarlet. Uh, WandaVision would be number two, but uh, this is definitely my number one show that Marvel has created. Oof. It breaks the formula. It doesn't do what the other series have done. Yeah. It tells the story in a new way. It's very dark and horror vibes all up and down. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say that about Doctor Strange, though. If you have kids, probably don't recommend taking them unless they're really good with scary movies. Um, it is PG-13, but they really push that 13. So just a warning for any parents out there. <laughs> uh, Def made it to the top of my list. Yes, it's my number one. It's my number one series. Where do you rank it, Trey? Where do we put it's it? It's not my number that's, one. That's okay. I, that's I okay. love it. I love it. It's not my Doesn't number one. Have to I'm, be. I'm tempted if it's top three or four, mm-hmm. 
my favorite is still Loki. Loki was amazing. Just because it has it has the great like retro sci-fi vibes to it mm-hmm. and feels for a villain, which I thought I would never cry yeah. over. And um after that, I think it's um Falcon and Winter Soldier. That one just had so many moments that just gave me goosebumps yes. and just touched my soul. It was just like, yes, like more people need to see this. This is issues we need to talk about. And then after that, I would say it's a tie really between Moon Knight and WandaVision. Like I love it for those reasons, but I'm going to have to probably top three. It's WandaVision, then Moon Knight, and then Hawkeye. Nice. That's a good tough Hawkeye's at the bottom. I love Hawkeye. I love the character. So do I. But to me, it wasn't the strongest of so all. So do them. I. Uh, it's it's at the bottom of my list only because What If was so strong and yes. Loki, as you said, was amazing. So that's that's how we that's how we rate the shows. That's how the show goes. We are at the end of our podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and watched and supported. Gigi will hopefully be back with us next week. Um, ne- not next week, the week after next, the next show. Yes. Yeah, she needed a break from us because we are very annoying. We talk a lot. Very annoying. Mainly me. Not so much Trey, but mainly me. So she needed a little break. But yeah, she'll be back. Uh, but thank you so much for watching the show, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Y'all have a great one. Bye.